Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Phil, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you coming men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 74 of Let's Go Blues Radio. The often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. This is franchise episode number 200 and we got 61 all time. Your hosts tonight are used for the Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues Hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. Jeff's is at jponder 94 You can follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel where this show is broadcast live each and every week during the NHL season. For those of you watching live on the YouTube show right now, uh, feel free to comment in the live chat and we'll address what we can. And also the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show Browse the fan discussion forum as well as get some cool t-shirts, St. Louis Blues themed t-shirts, mugs, and stickers that uh, always goes back and helps support the show. Um, Man, guys, it's fun to be back. What is up? <laughs> Bill, Bill almost caught the corona, apparently. <laughs> I'm... I was close. Two <laughs> negative, though. Two negatives. Two, two negatives. Don't now to play. To, now to return to play in the NHL, you need two more. So we'll, is it two more or is it one more? Four. Well, to re, to uh, let's see if they have the. I thought it was I thought it was four in uh, forty-eight hours or something. I don't know. Yeah, we we clearly don't know what we're talking about. <clears throat> no, I don't know I, why it's, we're broadcasting it's a, live. There's two different variables. There's, 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 a, there's a test where you need four of them, and there's uh, an instance, instance where you need three of them. So I forgot right. which was which, so we'll, we'll, we'll It doesn't it. matter. We'll cover it. We'll cover it. Bill's, Bill's not playing. He wasn't picked up for the tournament, so so we don't need to worry about it. <laughs> he's, he's, no, he's, <laughs> he may as well be playing for Detroit. Um, there you go. Pretty much. Yeah. Or San Jose. You're, you're the same stats as, uh, what, Jonathan Bernier? I couldn't even think of who their goalie is. <laughs> I've I've watched a, a lot of uh, the uh, NHL's highlights that they've been putting out lately, and the uh, like just his stint with the Leafs. I don't know how he got another job. He was just abjectly terrible. But yeah, whatever. Whatever you know, uh, however it goes. We're animals, right? We're fierce, out of control, crazy. Er. Who's a real big fish fan? Anybody? No. Okay. Oh yeah. There you of go. Course. Hung like I've the got wolf every album, tra- even the ones, even the latest ones that are terrible. 
I haven't heard much of the latest one. I'm more of a classic. You know what their problem is? Their problem is they did not grow with their audience. They're still trying to cater to teenagers, and that's just not how it works. Yeah, you got to uh, cater, like, do what, well, that's that's what Weird Al does. He tries to switch the audience to cater to the to the, to the the crowd. And that's, that's why the same he's issue. been successful. Yeah, well, he's, well, okay, but Real Big Fish should stick with the people that they, you're saying, Real Big Fish should stick with the people that made them semi-popular, right? I mean, guys in their 30s and 40s, those are the people <laughs> right, that are going right. to keep buying your albums like Sc- me. And Scott, they've been terrible. If Yeah, if you were a ska fan back in the 90s, right, then you're you're a ska fan now. Maybe. I was a big ska fan in the 90s. I, that, that summer of ska, that one <laughs> summer we had, that was so much fun. <laughs> I went and saw them in a concert uh, at the pageant. They were fun. I've seen them live. I think I saw them five times. Oh, wow. Look at you. I saw them. Uh, I was a big Less Than Jake fan. Um, trying to think of who else was in that genre. Um, something corporate, giants. I guess, kind of falls in there. They might be Giants. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah. All good stuff. They're fun and people. And of course, of course um, Steve Ewing. Seeing him multiple times as well. Sure. Yeah, Steve's Hot Dogs in St. Louis. Go visit. Right. Yep, yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, you, you mentioned the Boss Tones. I had my, my hockey bag t-shirt that just stayed in the hockey bag for like 15 years was a boston's t-shirt nice very nice (laughs) i was gonna say it's somewhere in my garage and it just it's not pliable whatsoever anymore it just it's yeah it's preserved it's funny because my wife uh every time we drink and she wants to listen to some music she'll she'll turn it on and she'll say She'll say, I'm going to play something I know you'll like, because it'll be like a string of terrible music that she likes. And then she'll put on, it's always the impression that I get by Mighty Body Boss Tones every time. And I'm like, you realize you say this every time we drink together. That's just how it goes. And now here's something you really enjoy. <laughs> um, hey, are, are, you, uh, are, are you monitoring the uh, Facebook uh I am. Okay. All right. Just check. I've actually got it down to a science here, Kurt. I've got it down to a science. I've got uh, two screens for my computer. Uh, On the right is you guys. So I can look at your beautiful smiling faces the whole time. And then on the left, I've got split screen between Facebook and YouTube. Okay. So I'm, I'm all so, over the place. So, so your bandwidth is split like four or five different times, right? You're, you're, you're... It's not very good. It's not a good thing. Plus my wife's upstairs streaming. So it's, uh, it's not good. See, I turned off, okay. every, I turned off everything in the house. I had, you know, all, anything streaming is off. I'm, I, 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 we'll see how it, but the I, kids in the backyard. Yeah. Right. They're outside. Yeah. <laughs> Old school. Get out. Daddy's outside, podcasting. Yeah. Get off the internet. Uh, so, so Jeff has been, uh, uh holding down the, uh, let's go blues radio fort by conducting a number of uh, interviews over the, the pause that the angel has had, um, called past to the future, which has been quite entertaining. Uh, and, uh, so Jeff, how's that been going for you? Oh, it's, it's been great. Um, so I, I just wanted to say, cause usually at the end of the summer series, I typically, um, give a big thanks. And, uh, I didn't do that this last time cause I wasn't sure. I know we kind of talked about doing a show today, but I didn't know if you guys wanted to hold off until right before the, uh, the game next Wednesday, one week from today, when the blues and Blackhawks face off in an Woo-hoo. exhibition game, as You're they right. say, bullshit. I, I put air quotes on that because <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't think seem like it's going to be exhibition. You don't think blues <laughs> and Hawks fans are going to be up for that amped up for that game. It's first hockey and we've yeah. had in forever. 
Uh, That'll be the most oh. amped up uh, <laughs> preseason game, that, game we've ever had. Yeah, the most amped up game. That means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyway, so no, I wanted to give a quick thanks. First of all, if you have uh, only been paying attention to our live shows and the shows that Kurt and Bill are on, uh, we've had some awesome guests. Uh, uh, we had uh, a Grant Fior, which Kurt actually joined me for. That was fun. But I'll list them all off. I'll list them all off really quick here. Jamie McLennan, Ray Ferraro, Brandon Bullig, Ken Wilson, Carlo Koliakovo, Lubos Partechko, Grant Fior, Bernie Federko, Phil McRae, Joe Micheletti, Mike Weaver, Jeff Brown, and Curtis Sanford have all been on. I actually still have another one in, waiting in the wings with Greg Millen. Uh, that was an excellent one. For those who don't know, he's a Maple Leafs broadcaster now. I meant to ask you before yeah. the interview to ask him about dancing to the uh, the Budweiser theme that the organs play because he was. I I I, 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 I meant to ask you to say make sure you ask him about that, but I you know and you didn't. Okay, but my fault. I, feel I got his fault. number. I feel I've like, got I feel his like, number. I'll call him. <laughs> I feel like it was my fault because I thought of that. Oh, I got I got to ask Jeff to ask him that, but. Uh, Okay, yeah. my fault. Yeah. My so that and and then uh, that, for, again, with, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a great rookie with no. the Penguins. Uh, we he has a great story, and it again, I I want to get this out, and and we'll figure that out. But um, he has a great story about uh something that happened to him when he was uh, when he was signed as an RFA with the Whalers. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that story, but he was with the Penguins, and basically because of the way communications worked back then. He signed as an RFA with the Whalers and the Penguins just never really responded because they didn't really get the news properly. So, you know, you think about that nowadays and you're like, that would never happen. I mean, right. It happens. And within five minutes on it's on Twitter back then, that's not how it was. So he told a great story about that. We'll have to get that one out. But I also I, want to say since it's yeah. past the future real quick, I'll just add Greg Boyson, David Sis. Marcus Boudelier, Joshua Kreitzer, and uh, Eric Burton all helped me out with the prospect look. So uh, if you have not checked out the past, the future episodes, there's some really awesome stuff out there. So, uh, uh, and again, nothing to do with me, just great guests. If you're looking for any kind of content to hype yourself up for this upcoming tournament, uh, make sure you check those out. I did enjoy the Jeff Brown. You, I, the Jeff Brown interview, uh, quite, I listened to that one uh, on the way when I was driving to the Ozarks. Uh, COVID Central, well, not COVID Central, but uh, uh, actually, based on how they acted down in, in the Ozarks, you wouldn't think that they, there was a pandemic at all. But anyway, uh, I listened to it on the way down, and uh, it was it, that that the teaser story you sent out about uh, about uh, the conversation with him and uh, Millen about being, yeah yeah that was so funny and then to have millen on later that was that was good stuff yeah i and good i got stuff. his side of it too that was good so stuff. it's that was it's, so... it's a lot of fun it's uh <laughs> we need that guy <laughs> well okay we'll, we'll we, we we traded you to get him <laughs> oh man so i good. just can you imagine that <laughs> happening i mean my god <laughs> but that'd be like jordan Bennington going to the the blues and saying hey that's uh that ovechkin guy is pretty good two days later Hey, uh, Jordan, we just traded you for that Ovechkin guy. You know, that's just, <laughs> God, that would be so frustrating. <laughs> um, so real quick, let's get some of these chats. Uh, Austin Lynch uh, is deciding to do what I'm doing. I guess he's in both <laughs> the Facebook and the YouTube. I uh, asked how I'm doing. Austin, we're doing great. Missed you guys. I'm glad you're all back. And he also asked if I've been playing roller hockey at Queenie. Yes, I have. They opened about a month ago and, uh, again, remember people, the Ponder Tournament coming up in November. Uh, find more information on that over at dropinstl.com. 
And uh, let's see. Just been doing all the dirty work, you bastards, from uh, Jimmy Anderson. Thank you, Jimmy. I have been what? doing all the dirty work. These two have just been sitting on their hands. Where are you reading this? Is this on the, it's on the YouTube chat? I, I'm seeing a blank on YouTube. Why am I seeing a blank? I, I, I don't know. Huh. And why am and I asking Jimmy, you? I want to say <laughs> thank you. Jeff says, he says, Jeff rocking the flow like Oshi. Yeah, I got the flow going, baby. This is my COVID flow. Oh, you know what? I got the wrong one up. That's why. You idiot. I'm completely a buffoon. Practicing buffoonery on this end of the of the, of the show. Mm-hmm. So let me pop out this chat here for this. There we go. There's nobody. Why is that showing for me? Well, anyway, well, guys, I mean, guys, they, everyone who's been listening to the show religiously has heard from me plenty. How have you two been holding up? Uh, you know, uh, went, I just got back from Michigan, uh, Amy and I went to Michigan and this, I, it was, it was a, it was a beer and beach trip, which, uh, I, I, Bill, I, I mentioned to Bill and Bill said he was quite jealous, which, you know, I, and I did, I did bring back, uh, some beer for Bill, but, um, yeah, no, that was fun. Uh, had a, um, uh, brought back a number of, of beer, good beers from the Saugatuck brewery from, uh, 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 Vivian, uh, Vivian, brewery, brewery, Vivian, I think it's called, um, went to, uh, New Holland brewery, which, uh, couldn't, and the, my, which I had a, uh, dragon's milk, uh, marshmallow, dark chocolate, um, so barrel aged. Oh, so good. And I, but they wouldn't let me bring it out of the building. They wouldn't let, uh, growlers out or, or howlers out or anything. So uh, I, I had to enjoy just a pour there and, and, uh, had to just, tell bill about it instead of bringing back something <laughs> bastard that was a fun trip though and that's though that was uh that, that was recent um last week so um and i was actually i want to shout I, I i mentioned this on twitter but I, I wanted to say too that um michigan was okay on one hand it was very cool but also it was they did a fantastic job as far as making people feel safe and during a pandemic because i was very leery about going somewhere else during, during, I mean, I'm perfectly fine staying at home and, and being safe and all that stuff and, and do what I'm supposed to do to uh, be a good American um, to, uh, to protect everybody else. But uh, so we went out there and uh, uh, told myself that we're going to be, you know, I'll just make sure social distance, wear a mask, all that good stuff. And uh, man, they were so, every place I went to, uh, we went to was so great about, I mean, they were like, strict i mean in a good way in a very friendly way they just explained things very nice they all the table service was like they put a tables next to tables so they put food down and drinks down on a separate table uh, next to yours and you then you grab it and bring it over to yours so you always got that distance that gap between the servers and stuff um especially uh new holland uh, brewery which was uh, uh fantastic they did it they, above and beyond so tip my cap to uh michigan especially saugatuck and the uh, holland areas it was fantastic great job Maybe, and it wasn't a big deal. Nobody complained. It was uh, very easy and nice. So that was nice. Enjoyed it. And I, and I feel fine. And it's been a week, so I should be all right. <laughs> good. Yeah. Bill. Bill's, uh, Bill, Bill doesn't sound so good, but I know he looks great for those of you who listen to the podcast and you were wondering. <laughs> well, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I, um, I had to live vicariously through Kurt's trip. This is basically... Throw out the beaches and add golf, and this is the trip that I've been wanting to take for quite a while. Um, so maybe, maybe when this pandemic is over, we can put together a golf and Michigan brew brewery trip. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> that sounds fun. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> I've just been, uh, hunkered down working, um, you know, grateful that my job, uh, enables me to work hundred percent from home. Um, you know, been dealing with an upper respiratory thing that won't go away, but it is not COVID. <laughs> uh, I have two tests to prove it. Uh, actually, we got a third. Uh, Julie got one, and it came back negative. How, just... how were how were the tests? Were they were they invasive? Were they the deep the deep swab or no? Uh, they were deep swab. Um, both <laughs> I've seen video. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, they did them in the throat and oh. um, my expectation was, was it was the nose and yeah, uh, neither of us had that. So <clears throat> yeah. And it's, okay. um, yeah, it drive up, drive up testing. <clears throat> Weird. Julie had, Julie uh, went to a CVS to get hers and they made her swab herself. So swab herself. Yeah. Completely eliminate their liability. That seems very, um, uh, that, that's okay. <laughs> swab yeah. yourself. I believe that's the sequel to the original porno of deep swab. <laughs> you're, no, you're it's probably correct. You swab yourself. <laughs> swab yourself is what you do when you can't get the, the porn stream to work. You just, you just swab yourself. <laughs> ah, so, that's disgusting. Yeah, I've, <clears throat> I've just been, uh, hanging out at home, uh, actual, you know, people used to term quarantine all the time. We are actually quarantining. We are we are not leaving the house unless it is absolutely necessary. Um, you know, we've uh, we've done the trial subscriptions to all the grocery delivery services, and uh, yeah, um, it's, it, hey, uh, if you it's if you need me to when I if I I might when I run to the schnooks or something, Bill, if you need something, let me know. I can drop it off. I live yeah, like this, right down the road from you. Right. You, you literally live half a mile from me, mm -hmm. but it takes a two mile drive to get there. Yeah. Cause you got to go around. There's no straight path, but yeah, I get it. Right. Yeah. Let me know. I mean, if you need something, I'll, I'll let you know I'm going out. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we've, uh, we've, uh, we've got this down at this point. We're, we're old pros. At, All right. At, uh, okay. Life. Just saying offer stands. <clears throat> I do not make the same offer to you. I'm too far from you. <laughs> I'm not as good of a you friend. Go back to Michigan and get me more beer. Uh, oh, I can definitely do that. That's no problem. <laughs> but you know, I, if I go back again, I will definitely get you more. I almost wish I had bought more of a certain kind of beer. I'm drinking it tonight. I, I did it. I don't know what I was thinking. It was uh, this. Okay, well, this is a nice segue. Official beers episode number two seventy four, uh, sponsored by nobody. But maybe we can get a sponsor for this part of the show. Um, the uh, I brought, and I'll go first because I'm going to do that. Uh, I brought back a peanut butter porter, which I've had on the show before from the Saugatuck Brewing. I'll tweet it out later. Um, too busy right now. But uh, the peanut butter porter is fantastic. And there's six packs of this. This, $5. $5. $5. And I only got two. And I love this beer. I don't know why I only got two. I was going to get four. I thought four is good. Spend 20 bucks on 24 cans. You can't beat that. But I, and I only got two. I don't know why I changed my mind. That was dumb. That was, that was a brain fart. Um, five dollar so. milkshake. Ah, it's pretty fucking good. Only for five dollars. Uh, Bill, sorry to sorry to go first, but that's the first time in history. But uh, no, what do you got? No, that's that's perfectly fine. I got an empty glass. Is what I got. Um, <laughs> because you know we're we're forty minutes uh, past uh, start time. Um, 
my first was one of the beers that Kurt so kindly brought back that you can't get outside of uh, Michigan, outside of Founders Tap Rooms, um, Fudge Cup Chocolate Stout. It's uh, really, really good, deep, uh, deep cocoa and very roasty. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, when, when Jeff's done telling you about his beers, I'm going to go get my second one, which is going to be <laughs> French toast bastard. Oh, that was one. That Kurt oh, that's a good one. They're both really good. I, I, I had them both while I was up there. Obviously it's just, yeah, it was, they're good. Good stuff. I'm, I'm jealous right now. Um, Jeff, what you got? Uh, first of all, Jimmy Anderson wants to know if your drink comes with a tampon, Kurt. Who? Mine? The peanut butter por- a porter? A dark-ass <laughs> beer? It's not a fruity-ass uh, frou-frou beer. Give me a break, man. It's not a Bud Light orange. What, what is he drinking? Bush? Bush Light? Come on. I'm sure. You, you've you <laughs> seen Jimmy. He's definitely a Bush guy. <laughs> he is a Bush guy. Give me a break. I will, I will, um, I will beer battle Jimmy anytime. Come on. Uh, by the way, I just want to point out, I told Kurt this a couple weeks ago, I had my first Bud Light orange ever. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, and I did enjoy it. It was good. I, I'm, it, I, it, <laughs> I'm never going to. I, I, I like I like Bud Light Orange. I do. I, I everyone knows that. That knows me. Um, but I'm not. I'm I, I'm not going to. You know, I I have a my palate is broad. I guess I I like the I like the Bud Light Orange. I also like the 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 peanut butter porters and the French toast uh, barrel aged stuff. It's uh, whatever. Uh, well, except for what IPAs and sours, anything else is I can, I can, I can do. Um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> got a couple of comments here. Budweiser says Jimmy Anderson. He's a Budweiser guy. I, I but that's fine. And, um, okay. So for me, let's go with, uh, let me find my can so I can hold it up here. Uh, old arena lager, something I've had many times on the show. And, uh, and here's a little double dose of action. I got the can, and I've got the shirt. What? Yeah, did you make, baby. Did you make that? Is that like theft, uh, intellectual theft property that you've done? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, lager is spelled incorrectly. Yeah. No, I'm, it's, uh, no, I <laughs> L- got it L- from L A G U R. is that how you spelled it? Yeah, right. Lager. Lager. It's French. No, I just love that beer. And again, for anyone who is interested they are still doing pickup and delivery over at center ice brewery and uh obviously we're all big fans of that place and uh i've been getting a lot of beer from them during this whole covid thing so it's been uh it's been good drinking a lot of the old arena lager i'm looking forward to to watching a game there uh eventually whenever things get settled down yeah they uh they just tweeted out uh yesterday day before was their third anniversary yep my how time flies i know we were all there that night. And, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was quite fun. Ryan Reeves showed up that night because that was right after he was traded, right? Was that opening night? Opening night, yeah. right? Opening yeah. night, opening night. Well, I was uh, opening night. Reeves was there. Um, uh, Paul Ka- Paul Cavallini was there. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he he was an investor. Yeah, um, and. Uh, and uh, um, who else was Cam there? Kurt Price. Was, Kurt Cam Price Jansen, was there. Kurt Price was there. Um, yeah. Mr. Blues Hat was there. Bill was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Angela Sharp was there. Angela Sharp was there. Also, she was uh, there. 
there was that uh what was her name that that kind of internet the former college a female college hockey player kind of a uh i don't know a youtuber now kind of she's i don't know does a lot of sauce toss commercials and stuff i don't know are you talking about beer league beauty yes that's her yeah she yeah. was there yeah she's she's great yeah so uh yeah, it was a fun night it was crowded as hell um that night before we get into the meat of the show, I do want to say, holy shit, was it not amazing having some live St. Louis sports back today? Uh, Bill, I know you're not a big baseball fan, but, well, man, before, seeing was, seeing the Cardinals on today, I mean, yeah, it was weird not having the crowd, but, man, oh, I can it made me more excited for the Blues. I, I watched uh, part of the Cardinals game today when I heard it was on. I forgot it was on, but uh, it was nice to see, uh, you know, spring training or whatever. Um but before we get before we get too far past the beers the episode, uh, we the Untapped app. So anybody who uses the the app Untapped, um, we're all on there. Bill uh, Jeff just joined today. Uh, Bill's been on maybe the longest. I was on. I've been on for a few years. Um, but so uh, I think we tweeted out the usernames. Uh, mine's C Price Twelve. Jeff's J Pound Ninety Four, and Bill's is Billy Blue Note Thirty Three. So if you guys want to friend us up on that social uh, uh, media deal. Um, to review beers and stuff. If you're a member of untapped to uh, look us up, if you're not, you know, maybe check it out to, uh, to uh, review beers and you can, and we'll put the beers that we do on the show up there and everything too. So give us a, our, our two cents on the beers that we drink. So if you care uh, today in blues history, Curtis of the at STL blues history, Twitter accounts, uh, July 22nd, 2020 was nothing, nothing notable, apparently, according to uh, Mr. STL blues history. So we'll do yesterday's. Uh, um, well, I'll say I'll say that uh, uh, this day one year ago, probably at least one of us was drunk, still celebrating from the Blues winning the cup. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. that's that's a safe bet, right? <laughs> I mean, that was it was a what a month and ten days after, so uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was. I oh, that was so much fun. So I, the, I, that was the summer I'll never forget. The afterglow. Although I did forget a lot of it. <laughs> The afterglow of winning the cup was pretty amazing. It lasted a long time. It's still there. We're still uh, the reigning champs, baby. That's right. What's the what's the you got your ring handy, Jeff? That one right there. Of course I have it handy. So if you're watching staring at me while I work every day. Yeah, if you're watching on the YouTube, our our our, our real fake uh, uh Stanley Cup championship rings. Today in Blues History, courtesy of that STL Blues History Twitter account. Uh, we'll do yesterday's Jan- uh, January. <sighs> July 21st, 1996. Wayne Gretzky leaves the St. Louis Blues and signs as a free agent with the New York Rangers. Um, so I wanted to, I don't know, sometimes we talk about these a little more in depth. I thought this would be interesting. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this really um, on the show. Maybe in mentions here and there. But uh, lots of Blues fans were bitter at, I mean, Gretzky for, for a couple of things when he was here. For, for the, obviously the misplay at center, everybody knows about it, that led to Eisenman's goal in double overtime against the Blues in Game 7 against the Wings. Uh, and also then also for then bolting into New York uh, after the season was over, uh, not wanting to deal with Keenan and, or whatever. So do you, do you like, are you better at, uh, at Gretzky at all? Or have you ever been better at Gretzky? And if you were, did it change after we won the cup? Um, uh, well, I was, uh, and I will tell you that the only reason I was, was immaturity. Um, you know, this was when I was 11 years old. So, um, I saw him leave. I, you know, I saw the, 
the exterior of, oh, he said he's going to play here forever until he retires and he's his wife's from here. So this is a perfect meet. Oh, and he's going to leave three months later. Like I, I saw that as a kid and I said, yeah, screw Wayne Gretzky. When he came to town, I had no interest in seeing him play. Like I wasn't like, oh, the Rangers are in town. Got to go see Gretzky. Whereas before when he came with the Oilers or the, the Kings, you know, it was like, oh, Gretzky's in town. It's a big deal. Um, so I will say at first, yes, I was. But as I've gotten older, um, I'd say even just a couple years later, and, and some of the stories started surfacing of what playing under Mike Keenan was like. I mean, not just from Brett Hall, but from, I mean, just normal guys who were on the roster and with the Blues a long time and even stayed through the uh, the Quinville change. Um just hearing the stories about playing for Keenan, it made me say, you know what? Uh, Wayne Gretzky, I'm surprised he even like wanted to come here at first, knowing what he probably knew about Mike Keenan. And um, well, and Hall told, also, him, Hall told him not to come here. Yeah, Dad, Which, and I don't blame him. I mean, look <laughs> at the relationship those two had, Hall and Keenan. Um, so yeah, I, at first, yeah, I was, but I got over that pretty quick. Even before he retired, I think I was already at a point where I was like, yeah, I don't really blame him for, for what happened. It, and again, I'm not to tease too much about this Millen interview that we haven't released, but that was uh, one of the things I asked Greg Millen. He played for Mike Keenan in Chicago, uh, the Blackhawks, in I want to say 92, could be wrong on that. But um, he played for him, and uh, I asked him what it was like playing for Mike Keenan, and that is the first time in all the years of doing interviews for Let's Go Blues Radio that I've gotten somebody to tell me um, I have no comment on that. <laughs> and, I mean, to this day, I mean, you're, you're talking 30 years ago, the guy still doesn't want to talk about playing under Mike Keenan. So that, it, 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 it makes me say what Gretzky did was probably not off from what a normal human being would do. What you, Bill? Did you ever hold any animosity towards uh, Gretzky for uh, the well again for the the misplay at center that led to Eisman's goal or the or leaving to go to New York? Yeah, I mean at the time, yeah. I mean, how couldn't you? Um, you know, we were so close. Um, but you know, again, it's like like Jeff. It was you know, I was in my teens. You know, I wasn't eleven, but I was I was in my teens and I was. Uh, very much actually what year was no I was, I was 20 um and i still had that that um you know that hopefulness that you know he's he'll stick it out he came here we were that close he's going to come back and he's going to want to do it again um but in hindsight with the dumpster fire that was the mike keenan era there's no chance in hell he was going to stay here it, it's tough because um i was so i guess when you know when, when Whenever your team loses, uh, I'm in the what's the Blues? You know, for fifty plus years, they always end the season or end the playoffs on a, on a losing note. You know, before winning the cup last year, so you're always looking for somebody to blame. Uh, and so why? Why reasoning? Why this happened? Why that happened? Um, so many things happened that that playoff year with with uh, uh, Kiprios diving on Fear's knee and and uh, blowing it out, and then Casey uh, doing the best he could to. to to advance the Blues uh, past Toronto, and then uh, played violently against Detroit, and just just came up short. And then the the misplay in overtime, which I've rewatched a million times, like everybody has, and it's just like, oh God, come on. Um, 
that's that's I, I don't know I guess the, a, a play like that's hard for me to get over and then for him leaving I won't I wanted him to stay but then again the other hand him leaving um you know I mean that a lot of, I mean I remember people I don't know if it was like well people coping with the fact he left as like a defense mechanism saying oh well uh, we can uh, uh, we'll, that money's better well spent elsewhere because Gretzky's on the downslope and we'd be overpaying for him if we, you know if he if he stayed and all that stuff so um, I think uh, any animosity I had towards him uh, uh, fizzled uh, after the cup just because okay we finally got it um, like a lot of the pains of the past can be kind of just you know they're eased. And that's just one of them. That's one of a thousand uh, different pains that you know Blues fans have had was Gretzky leaving uh, for whatever reason. Which again, like you guys said, I uh, don't blame him because because uh, of Keenan and what Keenan did here. Uh, didn't wasn't Keenan fired the next season? Wasn't the next season he was fired? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, God, that's it's a, just a train wreck because oh gosh, if you could have just told, I wonder if it would have made a difference. You know what, Wayne, we'd rather have you than than Keenan if we fire him. Would you want to stay? And yeah, I mean, because okay, so you got to think, you know, because because the rumor is right that that well, it's not even a rumor at this point. I think it's a fact that Keenan offered him something when he came, and he said, "Yeah, that sounds great." And Keenan said, "Let's sign it at the end of the season," and then reneged and basically said, "Yeah, that's not going to happen." He took it off the um, table. Yeah, took it off the table. And so I think if you fire Keenan at that point. And you bring in somebody else and say, "All right, what did he tell you he was going to give you? All right, let's go with that. We'll give you that." I think I think Gretzky definitely stays. So yeah, just a absolute tire fire with what happened there. Yeah, it was a cluster. Uh, so uh, July twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. So two years after, former St. Louis Blues owner Harry Ornes passed away, um, and the commentary by STL Blues history was, uh, "Thanks for buying the Blues when nobody wanted them." Damn you for letting your wife design the Blues jerseys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, uh, Harry, Harry Ornest's wife, Ruth Ornest, designed the uh, Blues jerseys with a Blues word wording arched over the blue note up top. So, And uh, I think Bruce Affleck called them the worst-looking Blues jerseys um, that they'd had, which is interesting because they do have the Clown jerseys in their arsenal. So uh, apparently they're, they are the least favorite of Affleck. So... Uh, and Affleck actually, maybe you know, Affleck called uh, Ornesta carpetbagger too. So maybe, uh, maybe he he had some kind of personal vendetta or some kind of butting of the heads with Ornesta or something. Uh, personal dislike, I guess. But and I will say about those jerseys, like material-wise, you know that they they were just awful. It was like really just shitty mesh that you get off the you know. You know, you want to put together a, a you know, a, a inline tournament. Team yeah, right. Yeah. And you're buying the cheap jerseys. That's what they always seem like to me. They're just, <laughs> just not quality, not not NHL quality. So, no. Um, yeah. So yeah. Again, he. I mean, he did save the Blues from moving. Uh, I mean, I, 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 assuming nobody else would have stepped in because I mean, it was like eleventh hour kind of thing. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what would have happened with the Blues uh, if he hadn't stepped in, because the Blues blocked the move to Saskatoon. Uh, the NHL, the league blocked the move, set the sale to Saskatoon. Um, if Ornest doesn't step in, I wonder who. I mean, I wonder what happens. They don't dissolve the team, do they? I mean, Possibly. I don't know. Maybe I guess that but... wasn't. 
out of the question yeah. back in those days in the NHL. I guess, but I think, yeah, I don't know. That would have been interesting. Well, good on him. Uh, sh- the rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Um, player tracking. Remember that player tracking thing that ha- that they were talking about, uh, especially around the All Star Game, kind of uh, showcased it in the All Star Game. Uh, all these on screen graphics and stats and who's on the ice and all that stuff, um, based on uh, you know, uh, chips on the puck and on the players and all that crap uh, on the ice. Um, I asked Wyshynski, uh Greg Wyshynski today, if it's on hold, and uh, he got back to me right away. That's the great thing about Twitter. You ask somebody something, they see it, boom. And he's good about that, getting back with you. So, and and because uh, I wasn't sure, I looked, I wasn't sure if uh, if I hadn't heard if that was still uh, on 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 pace to happen in the playoffs uh, because of uh, the pandemic. And uh, he confirmed that it is on hold. Uh, too many extra people would need to be in the buildings, uh, so they pushed it off until next season. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on player tracking? You and uh, some people hate it. Uh, some people hate it to the the the, the, the red hot uh, passion of a thousand suns, like they did uh, uh, the fox tracks puck. Um, what do you, what do you what do you think about it? I, I mean, I I didn't like it in the sense of I think it just kind of like they they showed the one where it was like there was a tracker, they had the tracker on for all the players, and it was literally like just a scroll across the top of all the players on the rink, and then there'd be a line change, you'd see a change, and. That was a little too much. I, it it drew away from the play a little bit, but in terms of um, using it properly and maybe like it's something that you use uh, kind of behind the play and say, oh, we'll see on this last shift, you know, TJ Oshie had uh, 45 seconds. The shift after that, he was 30 seconds. That kind of stuff. And, and that that definitely interests me. But, yeah, when it's like every player's highlighted, no. Uh, maybe you highlight the all, the stars for NBC Sports. Maybe you do the, um, you know, Ovechkin's on the ice. Let's keep the tracker on him. But outside of that, I that, that I think could add an element to the game that is positive. But outside of that, I'm, I just think too much, it's too distracting. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that as a data-gathering tool, it's a great thing. Like help, help players get better, help the teams, you know, come up with better analytics. That's great. But as a broadcasting tool, I'm not sold. This is, you know, to me as a broadcasting tool, they have a big hurdle to get over in not convincing me that this isn't glow puck 2.0. You know, uh, this seems like the way that the NHL has gone though, over the past, I don't know, so many years. I mean, if you look back in the day, back in the eighties. Okay. Um, and we're talking, you know, 25 years ago. Uh, but back in the day you go to a game and the jumbotrons were small and there wasn't all this, you know, ribbon boards and, and all these distractions on the ice, uh, around the ice, around the rink, the fo- the focus was really on the ice, right? It was on the game. You you went, you watched the game. Now, you go. There's all kinds of shit going on there. I mean, the, the jumbotrons are massive, which is which is cool. It's really great. It's ni- it's nice. But at some point, you wonder if all this stuff that's going on around you in the arenas that they that they, all these special clubs and and pavilions and and things and and distractions are are distracting from the from the game on the ice because it's it, if you compare it to a game back in 1984, 86, or whatever, um, you went to watch the game. 
Nowadays, you go for an entire, I mean, you watch the game, don't get me wrong, you're there for the game, but there's tons of different stuff to uh, get your attention or distract you or to do besides watch the game. And I think this this on TV is kind of the same way in that you used to just watch, turn a game and watch, watch TV. Now, you, now you're, you're watching the game, but you've got all these stats. And if you're looking at all these stats, you're not watching the game. Because I think the the one of the screenshots I saw had all different kinds of stats at the bottom, who's on the ice, you know, stats up the right side, shots, uh, all this stuff, uh, block shots, whatever. Um, and you're looking at the stats, but you're not you're not really as paying as close attention to the game and the and the play, uh, which which I love doing. That when I watch games on TV, especially, um, I'll stand up and I'll get right up in front of the TV and I will just watch the play. I'll watch everything. And if I'm watching, if I'm lo- looking and reading stats around the entire frame of the screen, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not watching the game as much. It's harder to analyze the game that way, if my, I think. I don't know. Uh, return to play and the uh, CBA extension. So on July 10th, the NHL and the NHLPA ratified the terms of the return to play plan and also extended the collective bargaining agreement through the 25-26 season. So both the return to play plan and the CBA were tied together and voted on together. So with the return to play, they also had to approve the CBA extension. So if there was to be a playoff hockey this year, the proposed CBA extension had to be agreed upon. I'm not sure if a lot of people knew that. So uh, so this is, uh, I mean, good news happened uh, back on July 10th, uh, as it was, you know, not that long ago before that, it was a lockout seemed like it was looming, uh, kind of like something that people were worried about. Uh, but that's now uh, a thing of not anything to worry about until at least uh, 25, 26. Um, so according to the CBA and some things that, uh, that it includes that uh, people might not be aware of, the salary cap will remain at $81.5 million next season, and the players will defer 10% of their salaries. Uh, that will be repaid to the players when the league's revenues revive. Uh, players' payment to escrow will be capped at 20% next season and would decline according to the future levels of hockey-related revenues. Um, they'd also, uh, the league and the union also agreed to continue discussing simplified travel by scheduling back-to-back road games in the same city when feasible. That's interesting. Um, and a noteworthy element of the uh, collective bargaining agreement is a commitment from the NHL and the NHLPA to allow players to represent the homelands in the 22-26 Olympics. So if they can reach an agreement with the International Ice Hockey Federation, that would happen. Um, so that's, uh, Which that's, they will. Oh, yeah. You, I'm, the, the Olympics I mean, the International Ice Hockey Federation, if they fight back at all they're fucking stupid oh yeah they want them there because they want the nhl players there and that was something i didn't realize that wasn't that wasn't was that even really mentioned i didn't i mean hear a bunch about that um that the there would be nhl players in the 22 and 26 olympics uh barring disagreement so that's uh that's cool there's so much uh, to unfold here, but obviously you you hit the big points. Um, the one thing that I do want to mention, obviously, yes, I'm I'm all for players in the Winter Olympics being uh, the best at their sport, and I think uh, obviously the NHL represents the best in hockey, so I'm all for it. Um, but the thing that that I feel like just did not get enough credit because we bitch and moan and bitch and moan when there's a lockout looming, when there is a lockout, when there's a strike. I mean, and and with every reason, we're fans of the sport. That's, you know, we want to see these teams play. We put our money, we put our our blood, sweat, and tears into these teams and, you know, celebrate with them and we're down with them when they're losing. It's, it's, you know, so, uh, but 
I think it needs to be said as well as it's said when we're all pissed off at something that's happening that they extended the CBA and it seemed like it was almost without a fight. I mean, I'm sure there was a little bit of argument here and there with the escrow and, and with, um, you know, the salary cap remaining the same. I'm sure there was some battle here and there. There was but for lot. the most part, from what I heard, it was very peaceful. Everybody was understanding. Everybody wanted to reach an agreement. They wanted to extend the CBA. And, uh, you know, obviously we saw preseason baseball return, but at the time when this was all happening, the, it looked like there wasn't going to be an MLB season. So, yeah. and because players just could not agree with the league on, on what to do with, with the schedule. And so for the NHL to come out and say, Hey, by the way, you remember how we were supposed to have a lockout in a couple of years? Yeah, we fixed that. Uh, we're, we pushed it out a couple more years and that's, it just, I don't think it was stated enough how amazing that was for, for both sides to come together, come to a solution and not only to have hockey return to finish out the 2019, 2020 season, but to continue out the CBA and get more time in before there's another potential lockout. Um, I commend both sides, uh, just unbelievable work from both sides to, to get this done. The, uh, the league voted 29 to two in favor of this uh, player. There was a player representative for each team. Uh, and uh, some of the it reported that some of the teams had, it was internally, uh, there were close votes as far as whether to approve the whole thing or not. Um, but in the end, uh, 29 teams voted in favor of it. Two didn't. Uh, Jonathan Taze was one of the two players reportedly to vote against their NHL return to play and the new CBA. Uh apparently, I mean, it was all very uh, friendly and everything, but he was very vocal, asked tons of questions, you know, being the good captain that he is. Um, and uh, the Hurricanes were the other team to vote against it as well. So CBA and the uh, the RTP plan, return to play plan. So um, anyway, it's done. Um, and uh, yeah, like uh, I couldn't be happy about the CBA because that's one of those things. Nobody wants a lockout. Um, we went through that in 05 and uh, just, I mean, just, it's just a, yeah kicking the balls for fans. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better. Avoiding another labor stoppage. Yeah. That, that was absolutely 100% necessary for the NHL. Um, it's, it's been on a great run getting lots and lots of, uh, you know, media coverage that it hadn't been getting. Um, and yeah, to, uh, to have thrown the brakes on it just for the owners to squeeze a little bit more out of the players. Um, that would have been awful. And, you know, you, you have to wonder, you know, in the players' minds, how much of, you know, the, the world that we're currently living in, how much did that not weigh on them, you know, to say, are we, are we actually going to, you know, come off as, as whiny bitches about, you know, money when, so many people are just completely out of work and, you know, don't have any prospects. Um, so, you know, I, I imagine that played somewhat into it, um, but definitely happy as can be that we, we finally have labor peace in the NHL in our lifetimes. Uh, Darren Dreger uh, said the uh, tweeted out the NHL will host a virtual media conference Thursday in Edmonton. Everything related to the bubble will be unveiled. Hotels, player rooms, amenities, restaurants, access points to the hub, 
will all be explained in a press conference on Thursday. So that'll be interesting. I don't remember. Oh boy. Uh, uh, we, we talked about it earlier, but whoever it was that um, wrote the article for the athletic uh, that kind of already gave you an idea of what uh, players can expect and, and, you know, what we're going to see with these guys, the entertainment they're going to get, um, the hotels they'll be staying in in, in Edmonton. Uh, it was outlined in The Athletic, and I know uh, St. Louis's own Jeremy Rutherford contributed to the article as well. Um, that was a great post, and, and it kind of gave us an idea of what to expect um, from what these players' lives are going to be like for the next couple months. I mean, you got to figure this is going to go until October, and they've, they're quarantined together, same teams in the same hotel, including Edmonton, by the way. For those that have wondered if Edmonton's getting any kind of a um, uh, an advantage, they're staying in the hotels too. And um, one of the things that I read today was that uh, uh, it, there's there's only so many. So uh, Rexall Place, right? Is that the name of the that's the name of the arena in Edmonton, right? Rexall Place. Is that no? I, maybe that's that's the old. That's, building it's right it's Rogers. It's, Rogers. No, it's Rogers. Rogers. There. Rogers. It's, Rogers. Yeah. yeah. So Rogers has a hotel attached, and the problem is you can't fit all the Western conference teams are going to be there in that. So they, they said, what are we going to do then? We, we need to rent out two other um, hotels to, to fit all these teams and the personnel and the, uh, the broadcasters and everything, everybody's going to be there. Um, so the NHL decided the teams with the top six points are going to be um, the top six teams are going to be in this, uh, this hotel. I think it's a Marriott that's attached to the Rogers. So, yep. You know, it's it's kind of nice because, it, you know, you could easily say, well, Edmonton should get it because they – no, they had to finish top six in the West in points, and, and I think that's a, a nice thing for the NHL to do to, to, to again, kind of provide teams that deserve a little bit of an advantage. Thank you for finishing uh, to, better to in the standings, right? Yeah. 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 There's not going to be a home ice advantage for any team. So uh, give them something. Um. Uh, I, I I forgot about the uh, the uh, ish, the Craig Button uh, <laughs> Craig Button uh, 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 laughing at one of Bill's comments on Twitter. I just I just remember that. <laughs> that was in the discussion uh, we had about uh, it was a Petrangelo interview uh, where Button uh, basically said that um, uh, because Preco's name came up and uh, Preco he said that Preco. Um, is not a Norris will never be a Norris caliber defenseman, um, which a lot of Blues fans and other fans took issue with that because that's a kind of a weird, uh, futuristic blanket statement to make for a defenseman that has all the tools to be a Norris caliber defenseman um, once he fully develops. So that's that's because he's he's fast, he's fantastic with a puck, he's got an amazing shot, uh, he's fantastic defensively. Um, so I, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm very curious as to why, I mean, he, and then I think, uh, what'd you say, Bill? You said he's might've something against uh, Preco cause he left him off the, uh, roster for uh, yeah. his, team, his team candidate picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dougie Hamilton was a lock for a top four. Yeah. But Preco was left off. And then you asked if he had something against Preco and then he just laughs at you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what do you want people I to think? So, somebody would, responded. I saw somebody respond that said that that Dougie Hamilton was was uh, not even arguably better than Colton Pareko, and I'm like, 
Really? Then how come he can't find an NHL team that wants to keep him for longer than two years? Yeah, I, it's mind-boggling yeah. to me. Preko, to me, is an elite talent that I'm so, uh, so uh, uh, ecstatic to have. I mean, he's. Right. I, I, I've always said he it, reminds me of Pronger without the meanness. Yeah, no. If if Pareko, uh or if Petrangelo leaves, yeah, we have Pareko to fall back on. I, where I get pissed off is, you know, then Justin Falk is our second choice. But yeah. you know, it depends on which Justin Falk it is, right? Yeah. And yeah, I've said, no, I said I, I, Justin, Justin Falk, he's got a rebound. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the whole thing with with button, you know, it it's more, you know, like I said, highlight of my summer to be uh, to, for him to uh, laugh at uh, my comment like he did, but yeah. how how do you not value Colton Pareko uh, yeah. as an elite defenseman in the NHL this year? He's yeah, and you know, and to- uh, the discussion that we had offline about it is you know. Probably because Button prides himself as you know as so knowledgeable about the great Canadian game, uh, but he and you know he and his brother both missed him. Um, as did what ninety nine percent of the other uh, you know scouts in in hockey. I mean the Blues and the Blackhawks were in on him, and the Blues beat the Hawks to the punch. It's one. It's one thing to uh, to say that Preco won't be a Norris caliber defenseman, because I mean that's that's top three. You know, I mean there's 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 not room for a lot of guys, and and it's I mean to say that he'll never even sniff that is is interesting. But to, then to say that he can't make Team Canada, Jesus Christ! I mean that's uh, that's a that's a much bigger uh, a roster to make. You know, it's not that's not an elite three. You know, you're talking. Six, uh, what nine, twelve guys? They're gonna, they're, they're considering, and to not be on that, uh, uh, just Canadian players. It's like, what the hell? So I don't know. This is puzzling to me. If you go, if you go into that thread though, that and and I should have linked it. Um, the the depth that they go into for the Canadian picks, it, it goes like they were all all the way down to like you know twelve to thirteen defensemen's getting invites to camp and um you know who's the, the one rookie from colorado not not kale mccarr because he was kale mccarr was in his top four um great ryan graves he was there ahead of pareko i mean there were so many people in and i get it they're 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 it's not they're not basing it on overall talent they're they're trying to slot matchups and you know get really in depth at it but come on Pareko versus Dougie Hamilton. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just, you know, yeah, for, former, former GM, right? We'll never win. Right. <laughs> former well, GM and a uh, current TS analyst, right? Uh, Craig button. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know that he was a former GM. I thought he was, he was, was he former GM? Assistant GM in Calgary. Assistant GM. Okay. Sorry. Well, we know why he wasn't a GM then, obviously. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Missing on picks like Pareko. I mean, what do you want from a guy? Uh, so, uh, no, I think a lot of people were on your side, Bill. Uh, and that there's, you know, that just uh, these national guys, you know, the hockey guys, but they're national guys. They don't, they don't spend a lot of time. They can't watch every game. They can't watch all the players. They're going by reports and stats and what people say. They, they, guys like us, okay, who were specific. I mean, we follow the NHL. We watch a lot of games, different teams, but we focus 
primarily on the the blues are broadcast here that's all those we watch those games i do anyway um i watch all of them like you guys do and uh, so i feel like that we're more well versed in in analyzing blues players than a lot of the national guys are because they don't watch them i mean they're going by other people what other people say so uh, i think that 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 uh, that accounts for something that, that or, or explains part of why he's you know national guys may miss out on uh flyover country players like Pareko. I'll I'll add that uh you know last year or last summer I did that uh behind enemy line series where I talked to somebody from different team every every week I had somebody from a different team on and I can't tell you how many people when we were off air just kind of discussing our teams how many people said man I wish I could get a Colton Pareko on my roster. Yeah, and I don't... had so many people compliment him like I can't believe he's not on your top pairing. He's on your second pairing. That's ridiculous. And well, it's, it's like, like yeah. it's an embarrassment of riches. No, and it's like, I mean, it's it's funny because people would say, I think it was in that thread or a different thread or whatever, that uh, on Twitter, that, oh, Preco's, you know, not even in your top top pairing. Um, I'm like, that's because you don't always put your best two defensemen on the top pair. You Just because a guy plays on the second pairing doesn't mean he's a fourth best defenseman on your team. Uh, that's absurd. I mean, how, what, uh, it's always notable when, uh, 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 Crosby and Malcolm would play on the same line, right? They switch it up, try and get generate some offense or, or, uh, uh, did McKinnis and Pronger play on the same line? No, they didn't. No, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. You have two hall of fame defensemen right. on your lineup in, in the early two thousands and 90% of the games, uh, one of them was on your second pairing. Now you you might you might pair them together if you want to, at the last minute of the game trying to tie it up or whatever something like that, uh, change it up. But you know typically no you spread out the you spread the wealth around so you're not, you're you're strong. You've got either the Blues had a wealth of riches. They had Pronger playing thirty minutes, McKinnis playing almost as much. They had either him or McKinnis out on the ice the entire game, almost. So that was that's and you're, the reason. You're that. seeing it. I mean, you're almost seeing that again. Now, granted the. The Blues also have a couple other guys that can step up and play good. But, I mean, right now, you can see you could do that. You could play Petrangelo and Pareko 30 minutes a night and have one of them out there at all times if yeah. you really needed to. Petrangelo, they can handle it. He plays, Petrangelo plays about 24, 25 minutes a game, something like that. 25. Yeah. Right. And uh, Pareko, yeah. Pareko plays about that. And uh, in the playoffs last season, uh, I, and I, I think I had a discussion on Twitter with uh, – it's like – you know, Preco, I, I I would love to have a discussion about Preco being our best defenseman right now. Um, he led the Blues in ice time defenseman in playoffs last year. I, I mean, in the, in the Stanley Cup final and 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 in the conference finals, the last two rounds of the playoffs, he led the Blues in ice time. I mean, you got your you, in the most important games of the season, your best players play the most, right? I mean, that's that's a I mean that's a really you know general statement, but that's there's something there. So. Um, and the last, uh, tidbit for, uh, around the NHL, uh, NHL TV is only $5 right now. So if you want to get, now, that's, that's a good deal. Um, very good deal. But the thing is that you're going to watch all the games on NBC anyway. I mean, they're not, you can't watch the live games there really. Cause they're going to be broadcast. Right. But, uh, but well, in the off season, let, me, let me ask you this. Cause I bitched about this recently on this show that when the COVID thing started and they released it for free, you couldn't get games prior to this season. Does that $5 include all previous years too? I don't know. I don't know. If I, it does, that is well worth it. So you can watch all last year's playoffs. I'm a subscriber. 
and it automatically renews every year. So I wonder if it, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm currently a subscriber. So if I log in right now, do I get the... I know that I know that before you told me you still got them. Yeah, I, I did. tried I did. to sign up post COVID and it said, you can't sign up right now. Everything's free anyway. But I'm like, yeah, but I want the games from last year. I don't care about this year. So if and I it still wouldn't let me sign up. Yeah, June, but I, June 12th. No, I think you still get them. I'm looking at June. I'm at, right now, I'm logged in. June 12th, St. Louis versus Boston, Game 7. I can watch it. I'll tell you so. what, I'm going to go on there right now. I'm going to buy it. And I will let you know if I get the previous games. Ah. Look at you, spending $5 for the uh, information. For, for the, the show. show. For, for the, the show. listeners. <laughs> this is all for you guys. I, I would do anything for you listeners, and I'm proving it right now. Somebody um, send Jeff a milkshake that he can't buy now. <laughs> right. It's a $5 shake. Um, so as far as uh, returning to play goes in the NHL, so while Jeff looks that up, uh, will you see NHL players kneeling during the anthem? Hmm? Hmm? What do you think? The question was posed today right. on Cardinals Twitter. The question was on Cardinals Twitter today if fans thought any Cardinals players would kneel during the anthem. Uh, but so what about the NHL? What do you think? I th- somebody will. I I think somebody will. I th- I think it's a given. Some players will. I don't. I mean, it's a question of how many. Yeah. I mean, you saw how many players came out against what happened to to George Floyd. I mean, they came out against that more than anything I've seen. Yeah. And and if you and if I mean, you could just be uh you know kneeling just to protest that situation, and uh, was it ninety nine point nine percent of the people uh. Uh, pulled or you know thought that was appalling so i mean um we'll see uh, i think uh, i think uh, i think if, if people are going to get upset about the kneeling i think they're going to be upset a lot of professional sports because i think a lot of people are going to be doing it a lot of people in baseball yeah. football especially so Hell, did you see the the red Sox tonight at fenway park put up black lives matter in red Sox lettering uh outside nice. the, uh, the green monster it's uh, it's been all over my Twitter feed all night, um, just because the the comments are uh, what you'd expect in a dumpster fire. But <laughs> if, if the Red Sox are going to do that, um, you know, then you know, I, at this point, I think it it's definitely you know, with everything that's changed on the the professional sports landscape, you know, from you know Roger Goodell, uh, you know, shifting course. And, um, you know, the Washington NFL franchise, because yeah. you don't say the name anymore because they're changing it. Thank God. It, it um, I mean, it was, a, uh, it there, was a there actually, I've, I've got a, um, I've got a little inside information. The, uh, the new Washington team, their name is going to be Teamy McTeamy Faces. <laughs> <laughs> Red, red skin. It was a slur. I mean, it, it, it's it's long overdue. I mean, I, I right. So right. The you know, and the Blackhawks have their their backstory that it's you know a tribute to Chief Blackhawk, and you know they can defend that. Well, um, but you know what? So was but, uh, Chief uh, the Lineye in Illinois. It was right. Chief Lineweck. That was it. Was a it was the exact same thing actually. It was a tribute to to Chief Lineweck, and it was it was their 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 halftime dance was done apparently they tried to do it respectfully and all that stuff and authentically or whatever um so i'm told but uh they were you know they were pressured to to change their mascot so 
Well, let me ask you guys, and and real quick, I'll I'll add that I just bought uh, NHL TV, the five dollars, and I was able to get Game Seven of last year. So, uh, it is good to get previous games. So I think that is worth it, right there, five oh, bucks. God. NHL TV, if you'd like to sponsor Let's Go Blues Radio, make sure you reach out to us at radio let's go blues dot com. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but we're doing free promotion for you anyway, so I don't know why you would. But um, no, I, uh, um, I I got in an argument with my wife about this. I, I told her I agree. Redskins need to change. Indians, gray area for me, maybe. Um, Blackhawks, I felt like when it comes to the Blackhawks, and, and, and again, argue me if you like, I feel like the name, it, it, it symbolizes a lot of the military group. So I have no problem with the name but I will say that the logo probably should change. Um, and she said she disagrees. She thinks the name should change too. So what, what do you guys think? You know what? I think if, uh, do I think it would, do I, what I think should happen or what I think will happen? What do you think should happen? I think based on what's, what's going on in, uh, with the Redskins, I think what happened with, uh, uh university of Illinois, um, and I think the, the fighting Sioux as well, the fighting Sioux, right. um, and the, uh, the Redmen of, uh, now the red storm. That was years ago though. That was a long time ago. They changed. What, what, what college was that? Redmen? Um, now the red storm shoot. I think it was up upper Midwest or maybe it was Pacific Northwest. Um, I think they should change it. Um, logo and mm-hmm. name. I do. I, I just, I mean, and if you, and if people want to disagree with me, that's fine. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a debate and there's, I can understand both sides of it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be political here and, and, and play both sides of the fence, but um, people can make good arguments for both sides. But I think in the end um, with the way things are going, I think it's the right thing to do is to change it. Um, oh, to Bill. Uh, how about, <laughs> yeah, Bill, what do you think? Um, I, I don't think they will. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know that. It's so hard, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. You know, now, I, now, I, now that's a different you know, question. I, I think whether they should or whether they will, I don't think they will. I think they should. Right. I don't think right. they will. The, the ethical, the ethical question. I'm glad I'm not the guy that has to make the decision. I'll tell You're you right. That. I know. You know, um, it, it's just, it, it's, it's 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 a very hard thing to put into words it it really is i mean just you know there's you don't want to make the you know the the tradition argument because you know the the native american tradition trumps any you know i don't i don't care that it's an original six hockey franchise that's been around forever in, in you know right. the relative terms of the national hockey league um, but you know, it, you definitely can't make the, the argument that so much tradition, um, I don't know, maybe they should just go ahead and, and change it to the Chicago Chelsea daggers. Just, just no, no, <sighs> it's, I mean, about the Chicago pussies. 
That would probably be just as bad. The Southside Killers? The Chicago. The yeah, the Ch- no, no, no. We're not even going to go there. Uh, uh, with, with what's going on right now? No, yeah. I was gonna they could just follow uh, the, the, the Chicago cab driver bitch slaps. There you go. Uh, they could just follow Freeburg High School there in Illinois, right? Right. Uh, do the midgets? The Chicago midgets. The midgets. How about the windy yeah. city? How about the windy city bitch pigeons? Yeah. Ooh, I love it. Well, I love it. There that, are a lot of pigeons is, in Chicago. <laughs> there, there is there. There's a chance for us to get out of this uncomfortable conversation and segue right into Seattle tomorrow. Yeah. The announcement. Yeah. Oh, is that tomorrow? I did completely. It is. Yeah, uh, tomorrow. Okay. Good. Nine a.m. Pacific, which is like what, like seven o'clock p.m. here. Channel. It's what, Bill? I, I put it in the show topics channel tonight. Oh, <laughs> you record it. Okay, I I missed that. I guess. Sorry, sorry. My he bad. only pays attention to me, Bill. So no. sorry, I, buddy. Uh, apparently, I had, I had, I, had a, I did I did see no. It was a was it a video you posted? Yeah, that's why. Because I was like, yeah. I was getting rid of my computer and I saw it was a video. And I didn't watch it. <laughs> sorry, those aren't the kind of videos that Kurt likes to watch. No, we talked about that before the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Based on the video, I will say that it's either going to be the Kraken or the Sockeye. Seattle, the Seattle Sockeye has a nice ring to it. I think the Seattle Kraken would be a much cooler imagery. Yeah. So. Yeah. I again, I've said this in the show before. My only worry with Kraken is fans are going to call themselves the Crackheads, which is awesome, but the NHL is not going to embrace it, which is going to be a problem. Like I don't. I would I love to be able to see like, come join the Crackheads. <laughs> and it's just we're not going to be able to see that because there's no way the NHL will ever allow it. Did you just come up with that, or is that like a thing on social media that they're doing? I, I maybe I came up with it. I, I don't know. I uh, I just know that the minute that, I heard Kraken, well, I'm like, oh, the fans should call themselves the Kraken. Well, now, well, now since I love anarchy, I want to see I want to see uh, what happens with the fans that call themselves the Crackheads and how that goes over. I'd love to see that. That would be amazing, dude. I would <laughs> I would love to meet the fans that call themselves the Crackheads. Um, Ryan O'Reilly is a finalist for the Lady Bing and the Selkie trophies this year. Uh, other finals for Lady Bing are Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, other uh, finalists for the Selkie, Patrice Bergeron, and Sean uh, Couturier. Couturier. Oh, damn, Couturier. Couturier. Uh, That's okay, Kurt. Bergeron Couturier. That's could... okay, Kurt. I just finished my first beer, too. <laughs> I gotta start, <laughs> I gotta start my second. That's the problem. I've only had one beer. Uh, O'Reilly is the first Blues player to be a Selkie finalist multiple times, and he's only been with the team for two seasons. (laughs) Uh, Other Blues finalists for the Selkie include Larry Patey, Merrick Mahar, Essa Tikkanen. I love Tikkanen. So much fun. Uh, Craig Conroy, Michael Hanzus, David Backus, and uh, now Ryan O'Reilly. So congratulations. Ryan O'Reilly twice. Twice, right, twice, yes. Yeah. Uh, I remember as a kid, and this is just a, a dumb little comment, when I started watching hockey, my dad telling me, because I wanted to be a right wing when I first started playing, and he was like, you need to watch this guy, Rick Mahar, because he is an excellent two-way player. He That's checks the for a living. player you need to be. He checks yeah. for a living. Oh, yes. Yes, he does check for a living. You're right. Uh, but no, I uh, – and he wasn't he uh, – was it a Bomberito commercial? He I, believe, well? I believe that was it. I believe that was the Bomberito commercial was the uh, – I checked for oh. a living. And then when he I retired – then when he retired, or left St. Louis, or retired when he retired, he changed it to I checked 
for a living. I checked for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, that's, uh, I mean, hey, man, that's amazing. Ryan O'Reilly, I know we've joked all the time about how we just stole him from Buffalo. Is that a Bud Light Orange, sir? It is. It is. Nice. nice. It's my uh, beer number two. Well, nice. I can't, I, I was trying to decide what I want to follow up my peanut butter porter with, and I had some shandies in the fridge and other stuff, and I'm like, you got to go something lighter. Something lighter. You got to go yeah. something lighter. Yeah. I hear you. But no, Ryan O'Reilly, this is, uh, my goodness, that's fantastic. Um, he's just, I, I broke down a play last year, and I, and for anyone who remembers it, the, the overtime goal that gave the Blues their longest winning streak in history, 11 games, um, go back and watch that goal because he breaks up a defensive play, goes down the ice, and scores the big game winner. And that's the kind of stuff we see from Ryan O'Reilly. I don't want to say that specific play, on a consistent basis, but my God, he has just been a revelation for the blues and to see him get rewarded again um, as one of the best two-way players in the game. It's well worth it. Well-deserved. Yeah, uh, I think that play was actually used in the, the NHL's official highlight video for the announcement of who was nominated. This is against the wild, right? I thought it was the one against the Maple Leafs is the one I was quoting. Yeah, Maple Leafs was the overtime winner to for the win streak. Was that was that that was the previous season, not this last season. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, against, yes. The eleven game win streak, yeah. Wild. Yeah, he did yep. it against the wild this year. And now I mean you can just point to any video. goddamn game and the dude does it every night. It's just he's unbelievable. Yeah. He's he's definitely my favorite player. Um in in recent memory for the blues i uh i there are two more jerseys that i want to get from last year um the bennington um white away jersey and the o'reilly uh home jersey with the stanley cup finals patch and the vladimir chubby turkin 2001 jersey (laughs) chubby turkey (laughs) that goes without saying uh so the, the norris trophy finalists uh, not surprisingly, the three finalists were the top three defensive point getters. Uh, John Carlson, Washington, with 75 points. Roman Yossi, Nashville, with 65 points. And Victor Hedman, Tampa Bay, with 55 points. Uh, there was some talk. Uh, a lot of people felt that Petrangelo was snubbed in his uh, for, for consideration for the Norris Trophy and being a finalist. So uh, what do you guys think? Was he snubbed, or did the three guys that uh, were nominated uh, uh, beat him out fair and square? It's going to go to probably John Carlson. So I'm, we don't have it listed here on the outline that we, yes, we actually do have an outline. We follow folks. We don't just come up with this off the cuff. Uh, there's another award that's not on here that I would love to talk about. And that would be Jack Adams. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh yeah. yeah but, yeah. um, but uh, I, you know, you can say Petrangelo was snubbed and in, it's hard to argue against it because he's been so good defensively. But, I mean, just look at the last 10, 15, 20 years. It's always the top three to four or or three of the top four or whatever point scores that, that get nominated for the Norris. I mean, there was a year where Chris Letang and played some of the worst defensive hockey I've seen in a long time. Um, well, uh, it, it, Carlson. It's just, 
Carlson uh, uh, for uh, Ottawa when he won the Norris, he did, he didn't kill penalties. How, how can you? Yeah, how he can was you, a penalty killer. How can you win a defensive like best overall defenseman award when you don't even kill penalties? When your when your team is in defensive mode and you need your best defensive players out there and you aren't you aren't out there, I mean, I I agree with you that the the award has been offensive minded for uh, a not a long time back. I mean, Blake beat out Pronger uh, when Pronger was by far the be- better defenseman, and Blake beat him out because he had more points, he had like fifteen more points than Pronger did, something like that. Um, the last true defensive defenseman to win the award was Rob Langway back in. Hmm. Late eighties, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying any of the guys that won it since haven't been deserving, but right. it's that they have to put up the offensive numbers too. Pronger right. was a plus forty seven and Blake was a minus three the year that Blake won. There was a fifty point difference. Pronger had I mean, you can you can, you know, condemn plus minus for the stat that it is, whatever, but still, with that said, fifty point difference in plus minus. And 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 Blake I'd love beat him out. I'd love to see his Corsi for that year. I would love to see it. Prongers or Blake's? Yeah. yeah. Well, both, but Prongers mostly. Prong uh, and Pronger won it two years later. The reason why he did, he put up more points. He put up. Uh, yep. It was like sixty points that year. Seventy-eight. Or something? No, wait. No. Seventy-eight was, was Brown. That was Brown. No, he put up like fifty. 60, he put up sixty-two. I think. I could be wrong. I'm going to look it up. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Something like that. I'm going to say 62. That's my number. But either way, I mean, he had to put up more points offensively to get the defensive award. So that was kind of – it's. I mean, and everyone knows it. So, I mean, I, as far as him being snubbed, I, uh, I don't 52. think – 52. 52 points. Yeah, I don't think he was snubbed. Um, I think – I think based No, wait, on... I'm sorry. It was 62. His plus okay. minus was 52. All right. So, I mean, based on, even if it was just a defensive defenseman award, Petrangelo, he doesn't win it there either. So, I mean, he's not the top three defensive defenseman in the league. He's not the top three offensive defenseman in the league. He's a nice balance between the two, but uh, he's sixth in points. So he's not in the top three in points. I mean, Carlson puts up 75 points. That's that's crazy. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> Well, and what's what 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 shows me is the the fact that like Shea Weber, so many years in in Nashville, was outstanding. I mean, Blues fans can tell you how annoying he was to play against. And then he goes to Montreal, and all of a sudden, people are like, "Whoa, this guy has really stepped his game up. He should be a Norris finalist." And it's like, well, yeah, you're noticing him now because he's in Montreal because he's not in Nashville. When he was in Nashville, he was doing the same shit. There's nothing different about his game. It's the fact that you're seeing him more because it's the Eastern Conference guys that vote uh, mostly on these awards. They see the Eastern Conference games. So, you know, it's good to see a guy like Roman Yossi get in there as much as we want to hate him here in St. Louis. Uh, but it's it's that East Coast bias. It's uh, You're going to see those guys always get nominated before anybody, especially, I mean, we bitch here in the Midwest, but I mean, the West Coast is even more screwed than us. Was that a uh, Bill's a Habs fan? Big one. Uh, was that a good trade for Montreal? Subban for Weber? <laughs> you're, you're muted, Bill. Uh, What's wrong? Oh, there you go. There you why go. are you muted? 
I, I laughed. There, there was a guffaw. Um, <laughs> probably my best sound moment that we've ever had, and we'll never hear it. Um, no, that, that, was the, that was the moment that Mark Bergman died to me. Um, and, you know, it was just that, that, that was the, to me, that gutted, um, you know, any soul that the Canadians had left. I mean, yeah, there's Carey Price has it, but I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but, uh, you know, the, so the Habs are one of these teams that made the playoffs because of the expanded format and they really shouldn't be there. Yesterday during scrimmage or during a, just a practice, Weber hit, Carey Price in the head with one of his 100 plus mile per hour slap shots oh. in warm up to go to Edmonton or to go to Toronto. What a fucking idiot! <laughs> it, uh, he Chris I, he I, Chris metered it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. T- Chris Meter, the wide. former yeah teammate of ours, grown up was notorious for for high warm up shots on the goalies. <laughs> yeah. I when I saw that John Liu tweeted that out yesterday, I I lost my shit. I mean, it, the Canadians have no reason to be there, and uh, you know, as a as a Habs fan, I hope that they don't make it through, and they're the they're the team that winds up with the, you know, the top overall pick because that's that's just crazy. Um, I wonder, but, you know, because I... Alexis Lafreniere is is the number one pick in Montreal has been wanting for years to have that, you know, the, the top French Canadian player, uh, go there. Um, but God. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I mean, I wonder how much the conspiracy theorists are coming out and saying Mark Bergevin put Shea Weber up to it said, Hey, take out our top goalie. (laughs) So that way we can get this guy in the, in the draft since we have a chance at it. That guy had the nerve to put out the heartfelt video about how hard it was to leave, you know, his family in British Columbia and come back to play in a tournament that we have no right to be in. Put him down, man. Put him down. Speaking <laughs> speaking of Montreal, I was looking up stats today about various things preparing for the show. Do you know who? And I think I have this right. Uh, do you know who uh, has leads the league in the metrics for? Uh, Puck possession on the ice for the for your team for your team while you're on the ice. So, the percentage of the time that your team has the puck while you're on the ice, who leads the league in that? And I, it's someone in Montreal, obviously. I just said uh, so when this man's on the shame. ice, no, it's not Weber. When this man's on the ice, their team controls the puck like sixty percent of the time. The my guess is going to be Max Domi, Brendan Gallagher. Brendan Gallagher. Hmm. Interesting. It could be like a fluky stat kind of a thing, but I saw that. And I'm like, huh, is that right? Yeah, Patrick Berglund always led in that stat for the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gallagher's only got another year left in, on his contract. I don't I don't know that uh, he's going to stick around Montreal for that. And he, he's, I mean, he's the kind of guy that uh, – you absolutely hate him if he's not on your team. So, oh God! Yeah, well. um, I think I think he would fit in very well uh, in Vancouver because they seem to have a lot of those guys. And, and he's a Vancouver guy. He's kind of like a Andrew Shaw with talent, I guess. Right? <laughs> yes, so. Shaw. Yes. <laughs> uh, if there's one redeeming quality about Mark Bergevin is that after he traded for Shaw, he traded him away again. That's you know. <laughs> 
Um, I want to, again, before we move on here, talking about Blues training camp, which we'll get to in a second, I just want to say I think it's complete crap, the Jack Adams Award. Um, I don't normally get up in arms about these awards because I know, it's again, there's the East Coast bias, but the team that lost the Stanley Cup final, and yes, they won the President's Trophy. Barely. But that guy gets to win. He gets a chance at the Jack Adams Award. And I'll say, last year, I actually agreed, and, and I was one of the few in St. Louis that agreed that uh, uh, Barubi didn't deserve it only because he didn't put in a full 82-game season. Um, this year, I mean, again, not a full 82 games technically, but the adversity this team faced. I mean, first of all, you have to mold in a new defenseman in Justin Falk to play big, big minutes. You have a number one goalie that you're still, even though after winning the Stanley Cup, you still come in saying, uh, maybe, I don't know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with this guy? And he wasn't as good and, this year. And Vladimir Tarasenko, your number one offensive threat going down and still putting up the offensive numbers this team did, uh, still putting up everything they put up. I mean, no Stanley Cup hangover. Top spot in the West. Yeah. Top spot in the West. And, and again, yeah. this team was a question mark heading into the season to, to a lot of people. Like, yes, they won the Stanley Cup, but they, it was a tale of two different teams in 2018-2019. So 2019-20, it was which Blues are we going to get? Guess what? For 70 games, we got the Blues that we saw win the Stanley Cup. And that has to do with the head coach. He deserves at least a shot to win best coach of the year because it, it, the way he was able to get these guys to rally every game and still put out their best foot every single night. It's interesting, too, because all the three nominees, Bruce Cassidy, uh, John Torella, and Elaine Vigneault, uh, all Eastern Conference guys, too. So the Western mm -hmm. Conference got snubbed. Um, really... And for all the reasons you mentioned, Jeff, I agree with you. Um, that's it's kind of a, it's kind of a joke that uh, that uh, Berube is not in there, replacing maybe Vino, maybe or I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. That to me, that that is the ultimate East Coast bias. You know, the guy goes from from the Rangers, where you know he just overstayed his welcome, to to Philly, and you know Philly has always had enough talent to make it. They've just been underachievers. It's a good story, but not better than the Baruby story. No, no, not at all. And that's and again, I know that we're we're Blues guys saying this, but I mean, I think anyone in the NHL, you make that claim to them, and they would they would say, yeah, he probably at least deserves a shot at it. And the fact that he didn't get enough votes for that is laughable. Uh, so training camp opened on July thirteenth around the NHL and uh, Vince Dunn has been out. Uh, he uh, was on the ice as the team returned to practice Tuesday after taking Monday off. Dunn has uh, been out since at least Thursday with what is assumed to be a positive COVID-19 test. So the team is prevented from commenting on it. So you, the team cannot can, uh, release or, or talk about uh, what players test positive. Um, the league only, only releases a number of total positive cases, not from which team or, or who they are. Um, Brubay said there was no update on Dunn's situation. Uh, Steen is day-to-day. -day. Uh, according to Jim Rutherford, uh, Steen didn't scrimmage today. Brubay said he is day-to-day. -to -day. 
Um, but aren't we all? Uh, Ruby act, <laughs> acted like it was no big deal, so just rehab stuff. Um, Barbershop. And, and I'll add, I'll, I'll add real quick. Um, there's what two two positive tests mm-hmm. in the NHL. Eight hundred, uh, eight hundred players. And that's insane. And and listen, I'm not going to sit here and say I told you so, but for anyone to listen, uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but when the Blues shut out, shut down their camp, I said that I think as as morbid as it sounds that this was kind of part of their plan. Phase two, let's just see who gets it. And if you get it, we got plenty of time before phase three. And let's just hope we don't get any positive tests during phase three. Well, now we're seeing the we're we're seeing so many negative tests in the NHL, and I think it has a lot to do with this whole like stretched out plan the NHL's had. And and again, I commend them for what they've done because, uh, yeah, Vince Dunn might be one of those two guys to have it, and it's a complete possibility, and and wouldn't surprise me. But the fact that there's only two in the entire NHL, and there's only been two, I I believe, and and tell me if I'm wrong here, I believe there's only been two positive tests in all of professional sports in the past week, and they both were in the NHL. I could be wrong on that. Mm, but, I thought there was in the past, in the, the past week. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I know there was. I know there was quite a few positive before that. In the NHL. Before alone. that, yes. In the NHL alone, right. there was those well, number yeah. of them. Oh. The NBA. I mean, the one asshole that shut down all of professional sports in in North America, right? The, the guy yeah, from the, <laughs> we talked about that. that. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> that guy. I'm glad I already forgot his name. Um, so, and uh, Barbashev will miss some time. He's uh, going to leave. I guess they planned this, but uh, didn't plan on coronavirus. <laughs> uh, he'll be leaving the bubble. Uh, to be with his wife for the birth of his child and will miss uh, one or two round-robin games and possibly the uh, start of the first round. Uh, Barbashev isn't practicing with much with the regulars. Uh, Brube said he has, wants to get other players some time in his slot since they'll be filling in for him. Uh, Barbashev returns to the bubble in Edmonton from St. Louis. He will have to be in isolation until he tests positive or until he tests negative for COVID-19 four times in four days. So that's what I was talking about earlier. So when he returns, he has to test negative four times in four days. So that will likely mean he would be out for at least a week. And then the NHL has the option to keep him out longer if he's deemed to have been in a dangerous situation, which whatever that means. So best case scenario is he could miss the second and third round Robin games and be back for the round of 16. Um, so prior and, to... And again, dude, how shitty is that? You know that a part of him planned like, hey, let's... If we want to have a kid, if this was planned, which I, you know, most imagine it was, let's make sure, sure. our kid's born at the end of July, beginning of August, and <laughs> we won't have any problems. Right in the middle of the off season, it's no big deal. Good lord, that is so <laughs> shitty. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, I mean, I could uh, be home with you for a month and a half before trading kids. Yeah, yeah, all good. <laughs> yep. Well, depending on how the play goes for the Blues, he might be back in a, in in ten days, so or two weeks. So hopefully it doesn't happen that way, but we'll see. Um, so prior to traveling to the two hub cities, all NHL players need three negative tests, spaced forty eight hours apart, in the seven days prior to travel. So any positive tests after Wednesday or Thursday this week, so after today, 
um, any positive tests, uh, they won't hit that mark. So we could be talking about players left behind uh, and out of the bubble until they're cleared. So players who do test positive will likely be retested immediately to rule out false positives. So in the last round of testing, two players tested positive, which is talked about out of 800 tests given at training camp since July 13th. So, um, sorry for jumping the gun there, but no, yeah, that's, that's that is unbelievable. I'm, yeah. I'm again, I think the NHL has approached this so well and, uh, it's, it's really, uh, it's really helped this whole return to play thing go smoothly because the NHL has handled it correctly. 800 players and which covers 2,618 tests. So only two positives out of that. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Impressive. Well done, fellas. Except for you, Vince Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so returning to play. So exhibition, the, the exhibition game versus the Blackhawks on July 29th in their bubble city in Edmonton will be televised on Fox Sports Midwest. Looking forward to that. Um, that is all, one week. One week. One week. I know. It's, it's almost here. And uh, that's true. That's true. And uh, we will have we uh, we may have a sh- maybe we'll have a show during the game or after the game or something. Maybe we'll do a post game show. I was just I was just gonna say that post game show would be it, awesome. And it's a it's an early game. Is it's a five thirty game, a Central yeah. Time, right? Is it? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. No, that's I'm right. sorry. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's that's uh, I'm I'm thinking round robin games. So I'm not sure five, what time the exhibition game is. Yeah. If it's a five thirty game post game show, um, the playoffs. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, well, you do that. August 1st, the play-in round starts uh, for the NHL. And August 2nd, the round robins for seeding starts, and the Blues will play Colorado at 5.30 p.m. on August 2nd. So the Blues will have games on August 2nd, 6th, and 9th to determine seeding. 5, 5.30 is correct. That's the time the Blues will play the Blackhawks next Sweet. Wednesday. So I guess uh, we should tentatively plan on a post-game show that game. Let's that let's do it. I mean, why not? We'll start 8 o'clock even. Well, it'll be over with, and the game will be over with 8-ish, eight, 8-ish. Eight that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, whenever we can work it out. Uh, the first round series will likely begin on August 11th, and NBC Sports will have – this is what I'm kind of excited about personally. Yes. Um, oh, my God. So NBC Sports will have 10-plus hours of game coverage every day, August 1st through 5th, beginning at 11 a.m. So they're going to have, like, three three games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So the Blues had a, a partner meeting with – um basically all their sponsors and I heard a little bit of it. Um, and it, it, the very beginning, you know, cause you got to fear there's a lot of people on the call who probably don't watch hockey or you pay attention to professional sports. And the way they described it was imagine the first round of the NCAA tournament. That's what yep. it's going to be because they're going to have so much coverage of hockey. And for fans like me and you, I, you can't see, but, but I work in this spot right here. This is where I work every day. Literally, let me get my finger here. Right over here, <laughs> I've got a TV. <laughs> and that TV is going to be playing hockey all the time. And I am so excited about that. I, it, it is a, it is actually, this is a nice time to work from home because. Yes, it is. I mean, granted, you could, I, you could stream stuff at work too, I guess, you know, work permitting. But uh, being at home, it's a lot easier to just put the TV on and and uh, have it on the background or whatever. It's just gonna be so much fun. Yeah, I've got TV right above my monitor here. 
you know, I've the uh, NBC Sports did has been doing very similar things with that broadcast schedule much earlier in the day for Premier League. So, you know, there have been a couple of days that, you know, after, you know, I get done with morning meetings and that, I'll just put on NBCSN and, you know, there'll be soccer on my TV for several hours. And it's it's been great. Turn that into hockey. And, oh. oh, my God. My life is that much better. <laughs> it's going to be nice. And I'm, I'm also going to be taking, uh, taking some time off during that first week. So, you know, uh, without anywhere to go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably gonna gain 25 pounds just sitting on my <laughs> sitting on my couch. I'll start eating cereal, finish up drinking beer and eating Doritos by the end of the night. <laughs> oh. It's gonna be a mess. What do you, what do you what are you gonna pair with the Doritos, Bill? What what beer goes with Doritos? Dots and Loops IPA by Surly. Okay. It, so <laughs> it, it used to be I I swear to God, uh, Red Hook, um, ESB. That used to be my oh, yes. pair with. Really? ESB? I, not not like Fuller's. Not like the not like traditional Fuller's ESB, which I know we had a picture of that. At that was Schlafly. That was Schlafly. Was it Schlafly? Whatever. Yeah. We had it at Stagger. It was awful. <laughs> it was Red terrible. Hook ESB, much different. Pairs very well with Doritos. But now, Dots and Loops IPA. Fruity okay. IPA by Sterling. All right. I, 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 I had an extra special bitter one time. And that was that was at Stagger with you, and it was the worst beer I ever had. It's <laughs> it was terrible. Fucking awful. It was awful. Um. So, uh, Jeff, you on your second beer there? I saw you pouring the uh, second, third, third, fourth. How many you got there? Oh my! Come on, come on here. Uh, you you got to drink on. them. You got to drink them before they go bad. That's Four. true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my fourth, boys. What you do is you open them all at the wow. same time. It forces you to drink them all. That's true. That's, that's an excellent point. Yeah. They'll go flat. Um, yeah, for you kids at home, that's how you drink a lot of beer. You go open all four beers at the same time, forces you to drink them all. Um, this is the kind of stuff you can learn at Let's Go Blues Radio. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, let's see, Saturday, NHL doubleheader on August 1st on NBC, Blackhawks and Oilers at 3 p.m., followed by the Canadians and Penguins at 7. Um. Anyway, a bunch of information about coverage. Tons of coverage. More twenty-five games on MSNBC in a seven-day seven-day span. Um, four exhibition games begin on Jan- July twenty-eighth, which uh, Blues are one of them. Um, coming up here, I guess. Yeah. Um, Blues games on MSNBCSN will be blacked out because they'll be available on Fox Sports Midwest, which is going to suck for those on Dish Network and some of the streaming services that are still still having a conflict with money about airing that channel which is absurd it's been that way for a long time i i honestly is is i'm not trying to sound elitist here but like i see that kind of stuff and i'm like i'm so glad that i stopped using cable or but, satellite two years ago but you but there's which wh- there's only one streaming service you can get fox sports midwest right uh two YouTube was- tv YouTube TV, YouTube TV, only, and Hulu TV. Hulu has it. I thought they. I thought they. I, okay. Hulu okay. I think so. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But they're well, the I. Biggest, they're, they're the two that are big enough to that they're not going to bitch over the cost. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. Well, I still. And, have, and, I still and, have Spectrum. And again, I'm not. I'm not 
telling anybody you're wrong for what you do. I mean, I get it. Like my mom just switched and she talks about all the time how she misses, you know, being able to just kind of flip through the channels. And sometimes, yeah, that's something I miss too, but I just can't, I can't imagine. Like I remember uh, that happened with uh, direct TV years and years ago when I was still with them and how maddening it was. Cause it was like, I literally have to leave the house every other night so I can watch my fucking blues games. <laughs> Like I, I can't even imagine it now. That's ridiculous. Well, Bill and I, we went to the 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 hideout, the hideout, the hut, the, the hut. hut, the hut. We we the to hut. to watch the Blues and the Red Wings in Sweden, uh, the first two games of the season, uh, because um, Directv had their issue with uh, Versus at the time. So stupid. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I did the same thing. I had to go to a buddy's house. Yeah, yeah. we the only bar in the area that that, that had Dish Network. Yeah. Yeah, we called around everybody. We called Hooters. Oh, yeah, we got it. Come on down. Nope. Just friends of ours get there and say, no, they don't have it. Don't come here. No. Nope. And, yeah, oh, we, found, we found the one bar. Yeah. And, and not a bad, not a bad uh, Mushroom and Swiss burger either. It was or, a fantastic burger they had. It was five dollars. That was good. <laughs> they had a, yeah, the hut in O'Fallon. Yeah, O'Fallon, Illinois. Or Shiloh. O'Fallon. Or Shiloh. Well, one of those two O'Fallon. towns. Yeah. O'Fallon. Yeah, great burger. Go to the go to the hut. Get a burger. And uh, if the hut would like to sponsor, let's go. Blue t- <laughs> yeah, that that was back in like what was it? Oh nine. <laughs> it was. It was so, eleven yeah. years ago. That was. Brandy oh. Capone, which Bill already responded, says, uh, "I'll take a stag with my Doritos." You know, I got a weird one. Uh, Bud Light with Cheetos. I don't eat mm-hmm. Cheetos a lot, but when I do, I crave a Bud Light, and I don't know why. I'm a Cheetos fan. You Cheeto like crunchy Cheetos or puffs? I like them both. I just I, I'm a Doritos guy. I eat Cool Ranch Doritos all the time and che- and uh, Cheez Its. But uh, every now and then, I'm craving some Cheetos, and you, when I do that, I got to make sure I have some Bud Light. You you a, you a Stag fan, uh, Jeff? Stag. Oh, I like to drink Stag. I, I, when Bill- I'm out, I can pretty much make myself drink Stag. Anything whoa, like whoa, that whoa, 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 whoa. Make yourself drink stag? I'm not a big stag. I'm not going to go to the I, store and buy some stag. I, I like stag. I, I bought stag. I mean, I, I haven't bought it in a while from my ho- a home, but I'll buy it out. Um, you, I mean, you can't beat the dollar draft on stag where most places you go. It's the best dollar beer out there. It's pretty good. I like stag. I like stag. Um, let's see. Where am I at? Oh, uh, so uh, the uh, environment... <laughs> In the uh, arenas, which will be interesting because there have been rumors of uh, talked about uh, piping in crowd noise, interesting camera angles, cardboard fans or sound dampening panels or sheets or whatever. Um, I think they have to do something because uh, well, they're, they're going to have the they're going to have the five second mm-hmm. delay, but they have to do something mm-hmm. because because you can hear everything on the ice. Any, any, any players are yelling anything. You're going to hear it. That's yeah, what's yeah. always funny. Whenever my my mom just comes to the the ponder tournaments we have every year, and she's always like, "God, I for every year," she says, "I always forget how much you curse on the rink," <laughs> and it's like, "Oh yeah, I always I, forget you can hear everything I say." <laughs> my my parents stopped coming to games uh, <laughs> because because <laughs> I just I'm f this f that. Bill knows. Yep. Um, I just I. It, I, I'm a talker, and I and I uh, yeah I'm yeah it's 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 a lot of a lot of a lot of bombs. 
I, don't know. I want Shell to fuck up at my dad from the ice. <laughs> story. Uh, no, as far as the uh, you know the the broadcasts go, the the piped in crowd noise again. I've been watching a lot of the Premier League games, um, and I know Jeff, you were watching Bundesliga when they first came back. You know, because it I was still the am. only sports out there. And it was, I, I remember watching um, their classic uh, Dortmund versus Bayern Munich. And it was like the, they didn't pipe in crowd noise for it. So you heard everything and it was eerie. But yep. listening to the Premier League, watching the Premier League games, they've been using the soundtrack from the EA FIFA games. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's seamless. It really, I'm not the soundtrack, but the, the, the crowd noise that they have developed for the games, they, it's to me, and, and maybe it's because I've played those games, it's seamless and it, I don't miss a beat. You know, it's, you know, when they, when a shot goes into the crowd and they pan to it, you're like, yeah, there should be fans there, but it's not that big a deal. And, and, and so the, the Cardinals game today for anybody who watched the, the, preseason spring training game they did the same thing they piped in noise which i can after seeing today's game i will guarantee 100 percent they're going to be piping in crowd noise because it actually did work you're right bill exactly 100 percent. and and yes i watched the bundesliga games as well and it's the same thing um you hear it like so okay for example again i've got this tv uh right over here and um I had the Cardinal game on while I was, cause the game was at three and I was still working and I'm sitting here typing on my computer, not even thinking I'm hearing, Oh, you know, there's a big hit by uh, the Cardinals and I'm hearing the crowd noise and I'm like, didn't even phase me. I thought, Oh, okay. Big hit because I heard the noise and I heard Dan McLaughlin get a little excited. And then I look up and I see nobody in the left field bleachers and I'm like, Oh yeah. So they do it well. I mean, I really think that the people who are, are controlling that, that piped in noise probably studied this for the last couple months and they've got it down to a T. So it, you, yes, when you watch and you see people behind the plate, you see people um, behind the pitch, it, it makes sense that, oh, wow, okay, you there's know what nobody they, in the crowd. You know what they but, should do? But when you aren't paying attention and you hear it, Oh man, it's it's seamless. It's beautiful. You know what they should do? I mean, or they could do. I I haven't thought this through. <laughs> this, this just came to me, so this could be stupid. But uh, this is going to be a fun conversation. Well, I mean, it's not. I mean, but, well, okay. So in the in the in the in the 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 bleachers, okay, the home run area in baseball. So they should put like I don't know uh, tarps out there or something to, like targets for the, for the hitters, not for them to aim at necessarily, but, uh, viewers could, they have, they have a number of them out there, say like 10 feet wide or whatever, each could have 20 of them out there, 30 of them out there. Viewers could then wager on the, the, which, which one, which target will be hit next. And then they could donate that money to charity or, or, or oh, the, 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 that. or the, I would the, gamble on that in a heartbeat. See the, the, <laughs> I, well, you know what I'm saying? Because the, 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 the person who's gambling the money could win something and then a portion of the proceeds would then go to charity or whatever, or to the team if they're losing money or whatever. Uh, that'd be, I, that'd be kind of interesting to have targets out there and if a player hits one, then, 
uh, a certain uh, whoever bets on that, you know, digitally or virtually through a site can then uh, can then win. Inning by inning too. It'd be kind of cool. Would you look at that? He hit the fucking ball. It's like steak or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Austin Lynch in our YouTube chat says the MLB is using audio from MLB The Show 20. Is that true? That's Because, man, yeah. it sounded good. Where does MLB yeah. The Show 20 get their audio from? I would imagine sure they probably bring it from the buildings. <laughs> they, uh, well, they either record from the buildings or I think they actually bring people into an empty stadium and then have them, they say, I, I, again, I, I know that's how they used to do it back in the day, but it was, it was okay. Now there's a triple from your home team. And then everybody would cheer and, Oh, there's a home run. And everybody would go crazy. So I think they still do it that way, but I don't know for sure. I saw something on Twitter a couple weeks ago that, and I think you guys would agree with you know, it would be really cool. And this is really advanced. So I don't, think you could get it done by the time the NHL starts in a week, but a really cool idea would be you have an app to where you have to participate in like games and like you have to like, you know, the blues just got a shot on goal. So you have to like hit something like, Oh yeah. Okay. Blues got a shot on goal. I would cheer here. And you would actually have the noise generated sure. by an NHL app. And like, 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 a, like a meter, like the more fans that do it, yeah. the louder the crowd gets. Like one of those crowd meters they have, but it actually is like <laughs> it actually works. paying attention to the game. And like, that would be unreal. But I know that that technology, even today, probably doesn't exist. Oh, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure uh, that's, I'm sure it They does. don't want to spend the money on it. I, I think the the issue might be the delay involved because you, you know, yeah it may take, 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds for it to happen. And that's too late. But yeah, no, that's a, yeah. that's a, that's an interesting idea. Um, so there's going to be a five second broadcast delay on the games. Uh, the NHL, uh, will implement this delay to censor out bad words on the ice due to the fact you'll be able to hear most of what the players are yelling because of the lack of crowd noise to filter things out. Um, so, and I, I was on Reddit and I saw this as a guy shared this article. Uh, I, I, is tarps off hockey and net. Is that a site or is that like a, just a, a nobody site, a nobody blog? Because I've never heard of it before. I don't know if you saw this, but Chris Buga, Bugaj, Bugajski. I don't know how to pronounce that. B U G A J S K Y. There's a lot of consonants in that last name. There's a, there needs to be a few more vowels. I'm going to say the J is, the J is silent. It's Bugaski is my guess. Bugaski. Okay. Yeah. Chris Bugoski of tarpsoffhockey.net. He said, basically, he hates the idea of a five-second delay. He just adamantly against it. And he he closed it by saying, it's one little word the NHL doesn't want children of young ages hearing. That four-letter F word that we all effing use in our everyday vocabulary. So shut up, sit down, and watch hockey. And I'm like, you know what? Um my eight-year-old and my 10-year-old love watching games with me. I love watching games with them. It's fun. I would have a really hard time letting them watch games with me if they heard 300 F-bombs over two and a half hours, clear as day on TV. You know what I mean? I, I, it doesn't, I, I don't care personally for me. It doesn't offend me at all because, I, like I said, I cuss like a sailor when I play. But 
Um, I know how it is. That's hockey. I mean, hockey players cuss they, all the time. My God. Um, but, you know, normally you don't hear that because of the crowd noise and other stuff going on. It's, it filters it out. You don't hear much of it. Uh, but, man, you're going to hear everyone. Uh, so I, I, I personally, I'm, I'm glad there's a five second delay. I don't, I don't know why. I guess people might be upset that there's going to be like dead air for a second or two every time an F-bomb is said, which might be kind of weird. But uh, yeah, it'd be hard to watch a game with my kids and to hear and then to hear the F word every thirty seconds out there. That would just be tough. Um. Yeah, I'm. I I don't know. I'll if, disagree. If Ryan O'Reilly had to apologize every time he <laughs> said it, like he did with the Scott Oak interview. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it, how many people? Better. How or, many people or, were upset at the Petrangelo, Blues? Alex Petrangelo. Fuck yeah, boys. Right. Well, how many people got upset at the Blues like when they hoisting the cup? Every, I mean, it was f this, f that. People were complaining and and about just that when they're holding the cup up. You're going to get the same no, kind mean, of I, thing. I agree in the sense that that's how the world is, and so you have to do something about it. Um, I'm probably in the very low minority of people who just say their words, and we oh, just need I, to learn to deal with them. And I, if we if we teach our children like differently than what we do now that they will know not to use them either. But right now it's, they're a bad word. Don't say them. So of course they're going to want to say them. Well, but if my, you just say, Hey, it makes you sound stupid when you use the F word every five words, my, uh, that that'd be a little different. My, my kids know but that's I, not how society is. No. And I've always, and personally, if I heard my kids say a bad word, it's not, it's not a, it's not a huge deal. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, it's it's it, they're, like you said, they're words. But however, um, in my household, there are adult words and there are, you know, they're, they're words for adults only. And my kids know this. I mean, they, and they and I've taught them this. They know this. They hear words and they hear words on TV. And it kind of bothers them. I, it's, they know they're bad words, which whatever. But uh, they know. But I just I think I I guess I just rather them be kids a little longer um, than to uh, be thinking. I hear you. You know what I mean? Uh, than just to have that around that environment, uh, any, because they're, they're going to say them when they get older, plenty of time for that. Um, I'd rather them kind of be innocent a little bit longer, um, I guess, but, uh, and this, for me, this is just part of a much bigger debate of how we treat words like that. And, but I will say that in, in society standards and, and how we raise our kids nowadays, and even the way we raised them for 50 years in this sense, that that's the F word, the S word, whatever are words they shouldn't hear. So I agree in the sense that that's how kids are raised. And so we need to do it that way. But I've, I've got some pretty extreme thoughts on censorship um, that, that maybe one day I'll get into on this show, but I, I won't do that tonight as it's already 1130. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, and that's, that's the, the very last topic we have on the show. So, um, all right, well, I'll finish with a quick story about my eight year old son. Uh, well, soon to be eight year old son, um, eight, right. I've had, here's what's crazy guys. Your son's eight. I had him. I had, he's going to be eight. In, every time, every time uh, you week, tell me, every time you week. tell me his age, I'm like, he's how old? Yeah, I, 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 know. Guess, I would, I would, it's a oh, man. Time flies. I would have guessed like, Oh, he's four. Gee whiz. Yeah, he's and here's what's crazy, guys. This is how long we've been on the sh on doing this show. Uh, he was not even 
a thought by the time we started this show. It was a couple months after that we, when we started recording. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's nuts. Mm, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, we, so I, I'm a big nerd and a uh, video game I play a lot is uh, the Tomb Raider games. They rebooted them recently on PS4 and, and they're a lot of fun. Um, I had to, to fight a bear, a giant grizzly bear. And my son was watching me play, which he loves watching. He loves watching me play these games, um, especially the NHL game, but loves watching me play the Tomb Raider games too. And uh, so you, I, I go down to this cave and this bear starts charging at me and I run the other way. And uh, my, my, I just go, I wasn't even thinking, I just go, oh, fuck. <laughs> and my son looks at me, eight years old, autism, Down syndrome, doesn't talk a lot. He looks at me straight in the eye and he just goes, Oh fuck a bear. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh you know, shit. <laughs> see. Okay. And it's funny because my, my daughter, this, and she's 10 now, but she, this was, this was about four years ago or something. Uh, three or four years ago, she was coloring kitchen table. I'm sitting there and she's gone and she went outside the line and I, under her breath, she just keeps going. Under her breath, she goes, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> I turn. I was like, "What did you say?" And I was, I, I was, I was like laughing on the inside. I'm like, "That is hilarious." <laughs> I was so funny. And I'm like, "What did you say?" And she's like, "Oh, I, um, I, you know, I, you know nothing." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, well, those are adult words." <laughs> I, I yep. laughed. It was funny. It was so funny. Oh, it's a same dude. When I watch blues games, you know, obviously the D word, the F word, they pop out without it even thinking. And the other team will score and I'll just go, damn. And Shay, like he understands goals. So he'll go, damn, a goal. And I'm like, just say a goal. You don't have to say damn too. Please don't say that anymore. <laughs> uh, was it 2015? The year the blues uh, were ousted by the Hawks. Before sixteen, yes, that was uh, no, yeah. 14, 14, no, no, wasn't it? The, the the Miller, the Miller year, Ryan Miller. So it was fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So anyway, so that that playoff season when the the when the Blues were officially eliminated by the Hawks. Stand. My daughter's watching the game with me. I'm like, I don't want to go. I, I what was it Easter? Was that on Easter? It wasn't on Easter. No. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. But. It was, I mean, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching and I, the game's over and my daughter's sitting there and I'm like, so she, this is what, six years ago. So she's like four and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go off on a custom tirade. I'm going to walk outside. So we're in the basement and I walk out the walkout basement and I close the door and I just yell, fuck, just as loud as I could, you know? <laughs> and I come back inside and she goes, and I walk back by her and she goes, I heard you. <laughs> I heard what you said. I'm like, oh, did you? So I could have said it inside, huh? Okay. She she still tells that story today that she heard me when I went inside. So that That's was like funny. left a lasting impression on her. <laughs> yeah, one apparently. Time her dad said fuck. Yeah, the one time. The one yeah, time the I said that. The one time. Yeah. <laughs> I let it slip. <laughs> Do you see that guy the, the the when the Blues beat uh uh Dallas in game 7 in overtime uh do you see the guy's celebration 
is on YouTube or Facebook or both. He uh, he's sitting there on the edge of his seat on the couch, and his I guess his wife or whoever is videoing him and and he jumps up and it's like yes yes fuck you fuck you dallas fuck you dallas jumping up and down screaming the tv runs outside comes back inside um and i and i i I basically said yeah this was me this was this is what i did after we beat you said you ran down the hall the exact same thing i ran down the hall yelling i don't think i said fuck but i was the same i was yelling screaming down the hall um that was that was that was, that may have been the most excited I've been after a goal ever. That goal. Yeah, I that was the same time when I uh, jumped up off my couch and screamed, and uh, my buddy Justin was over, former co-host of this show. Uh, Justin was over, and we uh, both just lost it. My wife lost it. We were going nuts, and my son was asleep, and uh, he woke up screaming. And I remember I looked over at Justin, and I go. Um, I might just let him scream for a couple minutes because I'm way too excited to deal with that. <laughs> what's the What's the most exciting? Uh, was What's the most excited you've been after a goal, Bill? The goal that did it for you, the most excited time moment for you, Pierre Turgeon. Um, that could be it. Um, I know I almost got kicked out of my house. So <laughs> both my parents were. You know, I was in college, and you know, I was, I was going to school full time, working full time. That was a late game, and uh, when when he scored, I screamed, and I was you know still living at home. Woke up both my parents and almost got kicked out of the house. That, that very well could be it. Um, that was that was a good one. Uh, it's 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 between that and um, when Shen scored in Game Seven. Ah, because that was it. Yeah, that was when I knew it. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think my reaction to Shen scoring was jumped, literally jumped out of my chair and landed on my knees and said, it's fucking ours and broke down in tears. Yeah. So awesome. I think, I think, uh, uh, there's, there's Janie's goal against the the Hawks to sweep them in 93. Uh, which was my favorite goal ever until you know recently, recent years. Um, there's obviously Maroon's goal and, and Turgeon's goal. Um, yeah, just and, and Steen's goal in double overtime or it was a single overtime against uh, the Kings, shorthanded. Um, yeah, that was that was just because that was so out of the blue. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, too bad we lost that series. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think that. Uh, yeah, well, we that was out. Yeah, that we were playing poker. Right. Yeah, we were. Um, next up for the Blues, August second versus Colorado in Edmonton, in Edmonton, in the Hub City. So, uh, looking forward to that. It's a five. Did we say five thirty? We said five thirty, right? For that game. Yeah, that yeah. game's five thirty. The yeah. excuse me. Actually, next up for the Blues is the uh, right. game next exhibition. Wednesday. Correct. Right. So next, next up- Wednesday, which we're we are thinking we'll have a post game show. So make sure you stay tuned for that one. Um, not hundred percent, but I think we're at about ninety percent, if I'm guessing <laughs> well, correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's a good time to have it, I guess, because it's post game show after the after the Hawks, which we've had some history there. Um, the Roar Bacon yep. game was our first one. Um, and yeah. we're bacon. 
Um, and then the, they had their first game a few days later, so against uh, Colorado. Yep. So we can do a little a little pregame for that too. Uh, so we've got a uh, couple comments that I want to get to before we close up. Uh, uh, Austin Lynch sent a ton. I uh, sent me a link actually. Uh, MLB the show just kind of that um, the NH or the MLB is using audio from that. So that's that's really cool. Uh, goes to show how far we've come in technology nowadays. And then also uh, just want to give a call out to our friend Winning Unlimited over on Facebook. Uh, Adam Gold says he's here. I know he had a game. I think he said at 920. Uh, Adam, I hope you won over at Beta 70. Um, hopefully you guys won. And uh, thank you for joining the show, even though it's very much at the end of the episode. I told him he should have streamed it live on the bench during the game. Our show. What else is going to motivate you to score a goal than listening to three of us talk about hockey? I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I see it. You guys got anything else you want to add? Are we good to go? Can we close her down? Oh, I was going to say, the next time we talk to you folks, the Blues will have already played an exhibition game. Yeah. How about wow. that? Assuming there's no coronavirus uh, flare-ups within the NHL. Knock on wood, people. Yeah. Get to the bubble. <laughs> Just get to the bubble. Yeah. Get there, get there safely. <laughs> right. Uh, so that will uh, wrap it up for episode 74 of season eight. 74 episodes. That's a record. That's a new state record. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, right there. that's a new state record. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not. I mean, I guess a lot of it. Yeah. yeah right. You got started the season two. Like what? 15 or 20 of them, right? At least. Something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, start of the year we had a bunch of them too. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we did that. Um, it's just this whole year has been so fucked up. We should have already been started season nine by now. That's the way I see <laughs> yes, it. We should have. <laughs> uh, that'll wrap up this uh, episode. Thank you uh, of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube chat and the Facebook uh, live chat during the live show. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Liverpool FC 2019-2020 <laughs> champions raised the trophy today. I have to give a <laughs> shout out. Uh, let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.